0: Witches. Thank you for joining us on our Modern Witches podcast. This series is a space for musings on the diverse pathways of witchcraft, intuitive inspiration, and spiritual activism. We cannot wait to revel in what is bubbling away in our cauldron of collective magic. I am your podcast host, Casey Zabala, creatrix and gatherer of Modern Witches. My hope is that our community fosters a greater depth of understanding of witches everywhere, so that we may cultivate hope for the future of humanity, a humanity that honors and upholds magic as a sacred thread that illuminates our connectivity. This season of the podcast, our focus is on magic. What is it and how does it make itself known? Be sure to subscribe. And if you'd like to get more intimate with modern witches, check out our Patreon. Join us at the familiar level for secret discounts or at the coven level to access our live monthly coven circles. Your patronage goes directly to funding the work of our Integral Justice and Liberation Committee, who supports our mission of being anti-racist, anti-fascist, and truly inclusive for all. Learn more at modernwitches.org.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast with Modern Witches Confluence. We're so happy to welcome you back to our Gemini season general overview. And we are so excited, Karima and myself. We're here every month to tell you about all the celestial happenings of the season ahead. Uh, this is a general uh, horoscope if you guys interested in your sign in your moon sign in your rising sign please go on our YouTube and check your your Sun sign uh, detailed horoscope there so um, to introduce myself my name is Mariana I'm an astrologer and writer and creator uh, working with modern witches conference and Hello, and Karima here is with me.
2: And she's a wonderful astrologer. And a wonderful astrologer, <laughs> Karima here
1: with me.
2: <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Karima, I'm also part of the Modern Witches Conference. Um, I'm also an astrologer and a tarot reader. And like Mariana said, um, we, are, we love doing the seasonal horoscope because for us, I do feel it makes more sense to have an overview when the sun is uh, transiting one full sign, it seems for us it makes more sense to talk about an energy where the sun is under than doing month by month when the sun change signs. I agree, um, and just thought so we're having a better view of the season and we're more at flow with the with the cosmos. And so people have different view about that, and that's very really fine. I know. One girl that was doing also, depending of lunation, new, new every new moon, she's doing mm-hmm. the until the full moon, which is awesome. It's cool. Just a look, you know, to see by Indonesian. But I think with Mariana, like we, we've started to do it like four seasons ago, and I think it works very well. And it's just that we can find very good topics for the season that people can resonate with. And oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and yeah, the, like, there's nothing wrong with month by month, but since we are astrologers, and for me, new year starts with the beginning of the Aries season, yeah. so I think months should start with each sign. <laughs> yeah, I know. But we are not impartial, we are very, <laughs> yeah, it's very
2: biased, A very biased, <laughs> opinion
1: here yeah so guys uh welcome back good to deliver the goods to you this month again and this is a gemini season people
2: yeah because i feel for this gemini season compared to taurus season it was way more intense i feel Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. with the eclipses and now because taurus seasons is eclipses and we entered Eclipse season and now we're at the end after the full moon, Scorpio, uh, lunar eclipse. And just now we feel like we, we have Mercury retrograde, yes. And we have a lot yeah. of to talk about with Jupiter and Mars <laughs> in the warrior sign of Aries, it's true. But it's a less, it feels like less heavy.
1: For sure.
2: Than what we went through for Taurus season.
1: I think, yeah, Taurus season was, is, as we recorded the actually, we are still in Taurus season, but I, I'm like anticipating, this has been a very difficult season with, like you said, Karima, with eclipses and everything, because it's just the intensity of this fixed axis of Taurus and Scorpio, you okay. know, and Uranus here and the whole thing and the, yeah. I just feel a little bit shaken, honestly, by this tourist season. And I feel just for a lot of people, Gemini, uh, Gemini season will be sort of a coming down, sort of like evening out of our energies, Yeah, you know? And just in general, when I talk about Gemini season being a mutable sign, first. Oh, by the way, Gemini starts uh, on May twentieth. Yeah, uh, and Gemini mutable sign. So here there is so much more fluidity and flexibility, and the changes are so much more welcoming. You know, like because in Taurus everything is sort of like like the earth is separating yeah. for anything to happen.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: And it's and you need to very dig and, and earth the thing to be able to change. Like with Gemini, air sign, the quality of air is very fast. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And very like, con- it's very much about connection and connection with people. We can, we can yeah. find comfort with it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also very interesting that as soon on, like you said, May 20, the sun enter Gemini there's still kind of confusion that is lingering around from this. It's kind of the leftovers of Taurus season because as soon as he comes in, Mercury will be there with the sun at zero degree. Like he said, it's gonna be yeah. at one, but after, after a couple of hours, he's gonna just join the sun at zero degree. Mm-hmm. During that, he's like, or her like there because we like Mercury doesn't have any gender, so. The basically, yeah. non binary, yeah. um, have like basically conjunct, and so mm-hmm. we have this feeling oh, yes, we like feeling very fiery, like because we have Jupiter and Jupiter in Aries, and we want to move forward, so there is still mm-hmm. that sense of like, oh, let's go. Mm-hmm. there is a very caution part to it uh the sun of conscience is meeting with mercury so it it is who is retrograde so it's still a time where we're still not clear still a time where we still need to i i call it the free r the review retrieve <laughs> like, you know revise and it's just like we're still on uncertain ground yet, like there is going to be a time when Mercury goes back direct, which is probably when we mm-hmm. see station direct on June 3rd, that is going to be kind of a very much go. And at that time, Mars and Jupiter will be in Aries, so that will be a nice one. But from May 20 to June 3rd it's still with re- revision of what we're supposed to do, or what we're working on in any area of our life, like it can be internal, external,
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Community with ourselves, with our business, with our relationship—something that's still
1: unclear. Our like closest circle, yeah, possible. You know, closest circle because third house and Gemini is our siblings. The closest circle—it's our immediate environment, pretty much. And the thing is that the the image that I have in my head when I think about this sun ingressing in Gemini as Mercury is slowly making its way out of retro, in its retrograde motion out of Gemini and they are like connecting. I feel like, cause Mercury has already been where in its forward mo- motion where the sun is heading right to that fourth degree. So it's sort of like passing some sort of information to sun on its way back. So our like this, our consciousness, our understanding the messenger is
2: bringing the mail
1: (laughs) it feels like this Mercury is like coming back handing information going and being like you're gonna get some more information in a bit and retrieving from the place where sun is coming from from taurus so here they kind of like have this interesting movement dynamic where and then then Mercury goes to the 26th degree of Taurus um, where, uh, and it's like that last four, four or five degrees of Taurus are very important here. There's some information, find where those degrees are in your chart, where Taurus 26 to, to 29 degree falls in your chart, because there's some information there that like is important for to move forward for you to know, probably. Yeah,
2: I agree, and it's very interesting that it's like we went to Mercury. We might, might start something, we might mm-hmm. build something, and now we need to review it or reframe it, or something didn't go as planned as we wanted. So there is like some pieces of information mm-hmm. that will drop along the way, and like I said, not everyone feels Mercury retrograde. Yep. Like, I I know it is a big deal, and I feel like I I like for the first time I felt it to be honest. Not for the first time. I felt it in the past many times, but like it's not every Mercury retrograde that I feel. And usually the one that I feel is because they're touching something in my natal chart. They're touching something. they're aspecting a natal planet, or I have a lot of like planet inside of that sign. It's been triggered. So like sometimes people say, oh, I don't feel it. when I review? It's like, it's just very dependent of each person.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
2: also like, what does it touch in your chart? What mm-hmm. is being triggered? So if you don't have any planets or any like aspect that is like doing a Mercury for this Mercury, usually it's a background that you feel, mm-hmm. but it's not very touching you. So
1: some people are like telling me like I don't feel it like isn't normal, and I'm like, it's totally normal. It's Totally normal. You know what I've noticed who who feels Mercury retrograde for obvious reasons. It's Mercury ruled people like Virgo and Gemini's. A lot. Like you, Yeah, like you said, people who have many place may, many planets, maybe in those signs. Yeah. Um, also, obvious, like yeah, it's. People who are heavy, heavily Mercurial with yeah. heavy Gemini placements in their chart or Virgo placements in their chart that will that generally feel retrogrades more. Or like if you work with perfections, if you're, you're in your Mercurial perfection year, sure. might be that. And, you know.
2: and for this season, Mercury is so important because the sun is in Gemini. So the sun is like have this relationship with Mercury, mm-hmm. automatically. Um, and so that's why for this season it's important, and mm-hmm. Gemini people will feel it for sure. And wow. you have Gemini placement, Um, so that's why it's like, oh, Mercury is going to be still retrograde when the Sun's coming to, into um, mm-hmm. into Gemini, and then on May twenty fourth we have Mars in
1: Aries. Mars is the picture. <laughs> it is very. Mars- Mm-hmm. Very fiery Mars ingress in Aries. It's its home sign. It's mega strong there. Mm-hmm. It's a touch impuls- impulsive there. Yeah, I'm it's very, very ex- impulsive I'm there. <laughs> yeah, I'm very
2: excited about this transit, at the same time mm-hmm. I'm very <laughs> scared about this transit. <laughs> um, uh, because like, oh, okay, so at like if you have any planet kind of transits going to have happening in Aries at the end of this transit is obviously going to square uh, Pluto in Capricorn, which is that's why um, sometimes it can be um, very mm-hmm. intense. But right now, because it's at the beginning of the sign, it's very much uplifting and bring energy to, the, to everyone. Mm-hmm. And at the same time with the sun in Gemini, it's kind of a perfect configuration, they feed each other and they are styling by signs. So the air Gemini feed the fire Aries to grow. So it's a very combined, they're very strong. So it feels like you can go and wave Jupiter in it. It's just like, like expand that shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, like, let's do it, you know. And it's just, but it can be very scary. Uh, because Yes, you can expand something, an opportunity, something good. But at the same time, anger is at the essence now. Being too authoritarian is at the essence. <laughs> it's like, what I mean by that is like every also shadow part of Mars is going to be expanded by, Ju- by Jupiter and it's, it can be dangerous. It can be very authoritarian. It can be like seeing only your way and not any other way. Uh, or being feed by uh, your anger and like firing up too much for a situation that didn't need to be far, like crazy like that.
1: Absolutely, you know what I feel because in Aries we deal Jupiter and Mars together with in Aries. In Aries we deal with an ego, and that sort of sense of myself has to. Has to take charge. My ego can take charge here and with uh, Sun in Gemini, and then when Mercury goes back in Gemini, there can be a tendency to speak rashly, to speak without thinking, you know, like to say something that can actually hurt someone. Also, one thing I want to like mention because Gemini, as this third house, is associated with driving reckless, driving something to really watch out for especially when yeah. Um, yeah like when mercury goes back in gemini just be careful though they are harmonious here that sense of that i can do whatever or it, it just, just just be careful with mars jupiter in aries and then mercury in sun in gemini it's just very 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 inspiring though
2: it's energy. very inspiring it's pushing you to growth and especially when Mercury is going to go to like station direct on June 3rd it's going to be a very it's like you're building up to momentum to go <laughs> and it's very like on the positive side giving you a lot of energy giving you the strength to mm-hmm. um, make your voice heard to um, push your point of view to be more assertive especially if you're shy or if you have uh issue to basically like i will say push yourself in the group or like being seen in the group or like mm-hmm. makes yourself heard in a group that's a very good uh placement and that is very pushy on the other side and also those who are very morse people already mm-hmm. very hot like people were very fiery Yes, yeah, that was going to feel their fire. They're going to want to go for it. It's going to be, they're going to feel nothing and stop them, which is very amazing. That gives opportunity. Again, I just for people who are like very hot, <laughs> very fiery in their truck, there's a sense also just be careful on not burning everything around you. Uh, because that energy you know, can be very powerful, you can we feel, it's a very manifestation energy, air and fire, mm-hmm. very, we can manifest, we feel. We through
1: can. self-will, through will, through, it's a very like manifesting, not through surrender or not through, I don't know, waiting for something to come to you, it's a very willful kind of manifestation. So yeah. they say, yeah. it's very much like, I am gonna will my way up to to what I want. it's almost like that and you know what i love that so mars so mars conjuncts jupiter on uh on 20 28th right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mars conjuncts jupiter and here we have this like mega fiery every all the energies we talked about and on the same day so we have mars in its home sign we have venus going into taurus on may 28th as well So we have beautiful, like the the like traditionally masculine energy is in its home sign, feminine energy in its home sign. So they function to their highest potential.
2: Yeah. So love that Venus is leaving because for four days we have kind of the same like (laughs) Jupiter and Mars, Chiron and Venus and Aries. A little bit too much. Too we're burning our off (laughs) Like it's very hard. Uh, but I love that four days after, it's just like, like you said, Venice and Taurus, there's female energy in their home. There's also a sick for pleasure,
1: yeah. a sick for
2: connectivity, a sick for, yeah, also financial matters. <laughs> it's very mm-hmm. important here. Um, and it's, it's, we love that energy in Taurus because it's just flourish. Yeah.
1: Um, so, That's yeah. Just- um, no, no, uh, I'm,
2: like, I'm not a professional in mundane astrology that's for sure but like when i see this type of energy with mars and aries mars conjunct jupiter mercury retrograde, i'm very scared of how it can express into the world that's just um, a, a, a truth um yeah again and- it, sometimes it can be like very higher activities progressing to the world towards But when I see in the sign of Aries, especially Mars very about the person and not the community.
1: You know, mm -hmm. to what you said, how it can manifest in the world. Yeah. It can go all the ways. Mars, once Venus goes into Taurus with all that's happening in the world of, uh, like the world is trying, like the government is taking, taking control over the body of women right or trying to do so at least Mm -hmm. and while there is i have that sense that once venus goes in taurus and mars is with jupiter and jupiter is about justice right so here i have a feeling that a lot of on the ground networking connecting movement with sun and gemini all that energy um can really help people maybe gather together, manifest something in terms of feminine energy coming together. That's how I feel about it. Honestly, the first uh, from May 20th, we're still post eclipse. And that coming down, the first part of Gemini season is a little bit of that with the Aries energy, with Venus in Aries with Mercury retrograde, the first part of Gemini season might be a tiny bit more bumpy because of the, the intensity is not gonna just dissipate from the yeah. season <laughs> in a day. No. You know, it's a, it's a very intense energy. So I feel like once we approach this new moon in Gemini on May 30th, yeah the new moon.
2: It's a nice new moon, right? Yeah. I just, okay, the ruler of this new moon, it's retrograde, we still Mercury retrograde. So yeah. I don't think it's a great time to to put your attention. I will go more with the Jupiter, March conjunct Jupiter to set up your intention if you do some ritual, you know? Mm-hmm. I will choose that one over the new moon in Gemini, to be honest. Just because of Mercury retrograde and he's ruling that. But he's also a beautiful new moon. So I just want to know your opinion about that.
1: You know what? Mercury, the rule of this new moon, Mercury is retrograde unless if you're doing something that you are returning to. If you are doing something, revisiting and something that you wanted to do and you dropped at some point. Something you want to pick back up. Something. Some connection, some networking opportunity that you have might have missed in the past.
2: Or some, some like a conflict that you had with a friend, of like something that you
1: exactly
2: revisit and heal, like that. That's true. I see that the, Mercury
1: revisiting right the communication, you know, mm-hmm. because Mercury on on the uh, on the day of the new moon, it makes so many aspects right. It's like. Yeah. It's in a, it's coming, it's not exact, but it's close enough to the North node. So it it looks there through the retrograde motion, Mercury looks at North node in Taurus, meaning it sort of like, understands where the lesson is. It looks.
2: Yeah, there's a hunger, a hunger, like, yeah, North node is a point of hunger. I feel like we're yeah. hungry to reach that point when, and so, so yeah. we have Mercury retrograde close enough to that point. I think there are four or five degrees, yeah. of that new moon for us is as a conjunction because Mercury is fast, as a personal planet, so the orbit mm-hmm. for us will be larger.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But, um, yeah, I agree. It will, it will like we, we will want to communicate, we want to clarify things. There's it's a very good new moon to clarify and to bring clarity for sure. Situation, uh, that's that's very true, and because they're like having us. It's interesting having the square in
1: Aquarius too. To Saturn, yeah. Oh, to Saturn in Aquarius. Sorry, Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Saturn in Aquarius. It makes actually like to all, to major like outer planets, to Saturn, it makes square, which can be some Mercury retrograde square Saturn. It's some correction, some redirection, some lessons in terms of how well structured or how firm you are one when you speak about something when you express yourself how the, I feel like a lot of that has to do a lot with clarity and yeah. then Mercury's trine in Pluto and sextile in Neptune that is honestly that is an like in its retro it's been there it's made those aspects already right so yeah so now going back second time around and making those aspects during the new moon it's like you can communicate about your needs about your power about your dreams about your boundaries so much better
2: yeah
1: if yeah. you have miscommunicated you haven't stated your intentions in the way that you feel at peace with this yeah. new moon is the time
2: it's also very good to review a business or contract not to not to like start the contract <laughs> or so not like to sign the contract yet but i do feel during that period of this new moon it's very good to just revise and review and re like mm-hmm. everything that's surrounding business and contract um, even if you're not doing any action on that day or any action during that time of the new moon,
0: mm-hmm.
2: feel like, because Mercury represents business and contracts, mm-hmm. and so yeah. you change. Trade. I just feel like there's a time maybe to like, where do I invest my money? Like, so mm. where do I make financial Plan for me, like whatever it is, or it can really be really related to a contract or anything. It's a good time to maybe find highlights and like maybe have messages around that,
1: mm-hmm.
2: not action on them, but just like you said, like reviewing, revising.
1: Mm-hmm. For it's sure, piece, like missing piece. Double mm-hmm. like check where Mercury, what what houses Mercury rules in your chart. Yeah. and uh after that after this new moon in gemini on may 30th we on june 3rd i think you mentioned that before mercury goes direct and that is when gemini season real picks up and yeah. real gets its mojo back yeah right? it's such a we like it well, oh, well we love it because The Jupiter has been in Pisces for a while. And though it is home it's it's a little bit more of a sort of going on the river of the adventure of life and seeing where it takes you, you know, and here Jupiter and Mars in Aries with the impatience that they bring. Yeah. The only thing that stops the motion forward is that Mercury, (laughs) which goes direct on June 3rd. I love it true yeah so that's that
2: that's I will say like a big go for me a big go time but even if it's only station direct and some people will say no you need to wait that is very moving forward mm-hmm. and blah, blah blah. I just feel like it's already a big point in the season sure. um and then yeah on June 11 another big date is Venus conjunct Uranus
1: <laughs> I love that actually you like it it's just a, like
2: maybe it's i feel like it might be expressed in like disturbance that can be pleasurable because <laughs> we often like we like refer to you and it's at the upheaval at the disturber at the revolutionary and it's just like it's a good conjunction to start new like thing that you wouldn't like think of not for you <laughs> like, like think really, I don't like this, but you should try. Like, it's very much that type of vibe.
1: I wouldn't so like it as much. i
2: surprised on what is happening. This is a good thing, because I see Venus as a benefactor. So I don't... Some people will say, no, Uranus can bring, like, bad side of Venus, but I feel like it's more going to bring good side of Venus.
1: I, I <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how I would feel about Venus conjunct Uranus in Taurus, but i feel about it good good about it for two reasons because north node is there so that is where we have to kind of hey, get up. get new information learn new things and venus is at home yeah right so here like the only danger that for me personally it can represent not for me personally but like what i can think about is that people need to be careful with impulsive spending impulsive investment impulsive um drinking too much impulsive indulgent tendencies exactly yeah definitely you know all that stuff but overall if you i like to start something that you always Deemed as valuable but haven't done or. And because Uranus rules in modern astrology Aquarius, it might have had to do something with actual community that's why I was thinking that. That organizing that social work can really pick up, but specifically in the second part, part of the month. Once mercury goes direct. So yeah, I love it. I think it can bring a lot of innovation to how, how we make money, how we take care of ourselves, how, you know, like good things. Good thing. just, just people watch out for impulsivity, as it is always with Uranus.
2: Yeah, and. I, I'm more scared of that the Mars conjunct Chiron in June 15. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, and my ego is going to get hurt. It's like, oh, people's <laughs> ego is going to get hurt. Is that something that like, it's very hard for me when you have Mars, which is a very, a power action on top of a wound. <laughs> I just
1: don't know how he's going to react. You it know? is, it is, but... Uh so interesting before we recorded that i went for a walk and i was for some reason i was like i want to read more about chiron but i always like i've done a class on chiron but i'm always like there's more there there's more there there is more there, <laughs> <There's> more. <laughs> there's more there. But, but the thing is the mars conjunction Chiron. we have a full moon that just day before that so on 14, we have a full moon in Sagittarius. So the Mars, Mars conjunct Chiron is already very active on, it's like in the same degree yeah, on, exactly. on the day of full moon. So we have this full moon in Sagittarius at 23 degrees, which is not close, but, and, but Mars conjunct Chiron, it's not the close trine. But it is in the harmonious signs with the full moon. Yeah. Right? So I think this um, full moon in Sagittarius on June 14th, it's not really making any major aspects other than the one with to. Yeah. Chiron. Yeah. And it- Mars. And like, maybe and then it, it does it actually does uh, makes a sextile to saturn but also like four degrees or you know sextile saturn in um yeah Aquarius. so yeah. i feel like with the, like the what you said you're scared about mars conjunct chiron
2: feeling like when you have opportunity an aura, your emotions are very hardened usually like
1: yeah.
2: Um. That's that's very known because we, it's in opposition, basically.
0: So mm-hmm.
2: because the sun was the the moon, it's it's very like um usually emotional hiding. If we touch touch the wound, our wound and our individual wound right now because it's in Aries and it's all about the ego and our personal and our psyche and how we are in the world. Mm-hmm. And Mars is joining that. Wound, even if it's here, maybe to teach us something. Mm-hmm. I feel like anger; it's very something to watch out here, especially someone is triggering mm-hmm. something in you—a um, trauma, something. Anger can be the response of it because emotion is going to be hiding. And when you look at the twenty-three degree of this full moon, two plus plus three in numerology. When you do numerology, mm-hmm. astrology usually. So 23, two plus three is five, which is five is resonance of conflicts, stability, mm. um, and, and very disruption. So it's it's very interesting to see. Um, I do think this woman will be kind of intense for everyone, even if it's like- You it, think? It's a Sagittarius Maybe. one, and
1: I like the optimism of Sagittarius. Um, you, you see like the way, it might be intense actually but i can't help but feel that the silver lining or the positive why it's intense more like why Why? so like because chiron touching chiron heals what it touches even if someone or you whoever listens to this might have a little bit of an anger outburst healing anger wound Mm -hmm. Is as important as any other. Yeah. And this full, around this full moon, it's very important maybe to watch what triggers you, what pushes your buttons. Mm-hmm. And if you do react to something, there is a healing Why? pathway. Why? Like, it's a very, like, it's sort of like um, that. I don't know how to say it in English, but you know, like the little piece of paper, you put it in the chemicals and then it's like a color, changes the color.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, so it's like it's gonna like really show you the state you are in truly right now.
2: Yeah. I when I see this full moon, I feel like it's something unexpected that you like you react to something very strongly and you didn't even see it coming. Mm-hmm. And then after it's like how do you manage yourself? And I feel like everybody's in a different path and different journey with the, mm-hmm. the shadow, with their work, with our anger for sure. And but I, I feel like some people will be definitely able to to pinpoint that and to mm-hmm. say hmm, interesting why I got my why am I reacting that mm-hmm. way what is like I'm not seeing you know and that yeah. the full moon is bringing light to it because the full moon is bringing light it's highlighting it's a closure it's a readjustment it's something that is brought to light
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, the sun sunshine over the moon. For sure, um, And so, because Sagittarius is deeply, it's a full moon in Sagittarius, is ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is also in Aries. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Sagittarius is, is seeking for faith, is seeking for knowledge, is it's wise, is wise. So it, it, I do feel some people will take the wise way and like mm-hmm. very much look into themselves on how they got triggered and maybe moving forward beyond um and moving forward in the healing and say hmm that was interesting you
1: know for sure um i think saturn will be stabilizing influence here yeah or like a saturn will like it's it's not the exact aspect and it's sex style so it's but uh i still feel it's very um Mm -hmm. stabilizing here and their dispositor the ruler of the lunation jupiter is in harmonious sign to this lunation yeah
2: and it's yeah. signing mercury yeah it's actually very good because the sun will be in mercury and gemini and it's yeah. rolled by mercury and mercury is in gemini one degree so there is something nice about
1: it does you know after two years that we had or like year and a half after having the nodes of the moon in Sagittarius and Gemini, this is gonna be the first full cycle. And I feel like when said, when we deal with this energy, it's like after the Taurus season, Scorpio Taurus eclipses, I feel like this lunations in this season are gonna feel like sort of lighten up the load, but like, almost like willingly and we understand we have so much more understanding we've been through this ringer yeah. in the last two years with these two signs and here we it's more of a easy path with this new moon and full moon i feel i don't know i don't know we'll been, there's so
2: much happening in taurus at that time you have uranus and then you have venus and venus is bridging the north and uranus is so close to each other, and I feel for this full moon is going to be a little bit hiding the energy, mm-hmm. <laughs> or a little bit, which is nice. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: and bring back at the surface after a couple, like some days after, when Venus conjunct the North Node on
1: June 16. Yeah, that's honestly it's the last. There are always some aspects happening, but yeah, Gemini season Venus conjuncts the North Node it's just like a beautiful cherry at the end of the gemini season i love it just but- honestly guys the way this season feels it feels like healing wounds yeah feels like- healing wounds it feels like i do So some people it
2: feels like it will feel like managing your anger managing your wound um but I, I do feel also and it can be both it can be very much very healing and very moving forward it's all about action it's definitely about action even if we have mercury river asking you to revise and to review until like june 3rd that doesn't stop you to do many minor little stuff <laughs> that doesn't stop you and i just feel it's a season to move forward and a very fast, Susan, Aries is fast, Gemini is fast.
1: Yeah, so yeah, yeah just, just be mindful, all these energies are very positive, and like, I can't remember, but some someone said, transits and planetary, move- planetary movements are an act of fate, and how you react to them, are act is, is the free will yeah so i really like that i think someone said that i can't remember right now That's i something. like it because like
2: we were like talking about how is it your natal chart is it fate Destiny? do you believe in fate and destiny and when you're not soldier, there's a type of like yes i do no yeah. matter what form it takes you do believe because every you're born in certain time with certain planets a certain position and so like we said, transit is a way to trigger this destiny to improve mm-hmm. yourself and your and your dharma uh, and mm-hmm. and yeah, you still have to choose. We're born okay. with wound. We're born with
1: For pain sure. and joy and
2: different pleasure and like
1: you know different and you know you know like I like one hundred percent. I like how um, one astrologer, Vedic astrologer, said recently i was listening to something and he said that it's like with saturn if in order to improve certain things sometimes you have the hardest thing to do is to express sheer will to do things that you don't want to do that's that's oftentimes how you correct your karma yeah it's through like especially for example, for someone with debilitated Saturn, or Saturn that's not very strong. or So we're off the topic in a major way here, but <laughs> the, point is, the point is that <laughs> how you react matters. Sometimes you deal with patience, like in the case of Mars, you have to develop that. Sometimes like if it's, it's Saturn, you have to develop patience. Uh, uh what that would be organization, discipline, things like that. Yeah. You know, so it's like that's how because it's easy because you can flow through these transits without resisting much. But yeah. the free will comes in when you work with them. Exactly. In their higher manifestation. Which I think is beautiful right darlings um,
2: we
1: we'll love this season i hope you enjoy it too guys well, yeah have a great gemini season and it's- don't forget to look
2: at your horoscope on youtube it's shorter <laughs> it's around 10 minutes for each sign but
1: mm. we'll
2: actually give you the main topics so sun moon and rising look at it it's going to be great
1: awesome thank, thank you guys, you guys. Bye, bye